0: Um, was going to say, um, yeah, I was going to say, just some really great sessions, really, really great sessions. So um, without further ado, I want to introduce our next speaker of the day. Uh, in fact, hang on a second. I think I've just completely messed that up. Hang on a minute. One second. Oh, there we go. That's much better. So yeah, speaker of the day. She's an award-winning author um, and she has a book called Sell More. She's got 20 years experience uh, teaching uh, businesses how they can uh, lead their teams and sell more. She is a, uh, well, she's a sales expert in her own right. She's got a sales institute and she teaches a lot. She's actually been teaching a lot of businesses in 2020 about how they can double their revenue okay through the understanding of science and selling so what i'm going to do actually in fact before we do anything else let me just i want to make you a co-host Perry one second should be able to hear that can you hear me i can't hear you i can hear you just fine oh perfect there you go fantastic right let, okay guys right so what i want to do is I want to give Perry a real big um, whoop whoop. Right, you ready? So counting down in three, two, one. Give Perry Shaw a big round of applause, please. Woo! All right, good job, good job. Make sure you mute yourselves, please. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Please mute yourselves. Excellent. Oh, we've got one more. Fantastic. Very good. Very good. Excellent. So Uh, Great to have you, uh, Perry.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: Fantastic. We actually have, uh, and I have to really, um, I really have to take my hats off to some people here because we've got a big audience over in Malaysia, and I think it's about three o'clock in the morning there. So they are excited. Wow exactly right so as i say perry short-term tax sacrifices for long-term benefit that's i'm a, I'm a big believer in that mm-hmm. right and it's the weekend tomorrow right it's time mm-hmm. to have fun so um well if you're not in lockdown that is so anyway <laughs> that's a whole new ball game anyway so i want to start off by asking uh, a number of different questions because i know you've got some uh some real big experience 20 years experience in sales and marketing uh sales and leadership and I know that, um, you came through, um, you came through Dr. John D. Martini and, uh, Elena, we have some really great conversations, which is fantastic, but I want to talk a little bit about science and selling, right? To me, when I thought about that, I was like, huh, I don't get it. Right. But what does science, what does science tell us about how, why people buy and the, and the sales behind it? Is that all right?
1: Yeah, by all means. And to me, one of the most important things for us to recognize is that most of the sales techniques that we have today are not based on the science of how actually somebody buys. And that to me is a key factor. So part of it is what actually happens inside of our brains when we make the decision to buy. And it starts with a large portion of our buying decision is complete before we even speak to someone. All right. So what does this mean? I would love to know from everybody, if you can put into the chat, what it is that you actually sell. Okay. Because then I'll be able to give examples that are relevant to your world. Mm -hmm. All right. So just type in what it is that you sell, whether it's products or services, whatever that is, you can just type it into the chat uh, and that'll give me some context. So what happens is that when your clients come to you, they already have a large portion of that buying decision complete. And part of our journey, it's not about convincing people to buy. That is an old mechanism that isn't based on science. Mm -hmm. Instead, what it is, is meeting them where they are in their buying decision and then uh, helping them with that remainder part of their decision. All right, great. Uh, Thank you for uh, starting to share what it is that you sell. Yes, what do you sell? And so that recognition is one part of the research, okay, that they come with a large portion of the buying decision complete. And I will share with you shortly about ideally where you want to have your clients when they are coming to you. The other part of information that's really helpful to you is to know that people have actually made the decision unconsciously about buying before they are actually aware consciously that they've already decided to buy. Mm So our job when we're selling our services or products is to be asking the questions to engage their brain uh, so that we are working with them rather than trying to do it to them. Because the more we get them talking, the more engaged their brain becomes and the more conscious they become aware of the decision that they've already made. Sounds a little complex, Uh, our brain is, but the actions that we engage in are pretty simple to actually help someone make that decision to buy. And by doing these things and aligning with, it's not about trying to convince, as I've shared, instead, it's about aligning with where they are in their buying decision and aligning your sales activities and what you do with their buying decision, so that they come as far along as possible in that buying decision. Okay, very great. cool. I'm lo- loving all the uh, shares in the chats. So yeah, is- listen,
0: uh, it's great because they've got they've made a promise to me, Perry. By the way, right? What their promise is is that. They're going to turn up. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interactive. And whatever they whatever they take from the speakers, they're going to implement into their business. Is that right, guys? Give me some nods. Give me some yeses. Give me up. Give me a thumbs up, right? They made that promise to me. They made that promise to themselves. And that's the reasons why they're here today. So I love it. I love very it. cool. That's great. I would like to um, know more about the physiological side of stuff in the brain, because, you know, you've got the neuro, uh, you've got I suppose there's four parts of the brain, but is there a particular part of the brain? And I suppose this is kind of my left brain kicking in. Um, okay. <laughs> just from a, you want to from get from into
1: a, details, Yeah, huh? exactly. All right. Right?
0: You know, and it's interesting because uh, John D. Martini was on uh, yesterday and uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday, right? So, and that was a fascinating conversation because he talks a lot about the brain. Les Evans right. is a fellow Canadian, which we, uh, which, you know, Les, but through Clubhouse because we have some conversations on there. And uh, he was talking about the brain, but in terms of sales, right, what part of the brain um, is part of the buying decision? Is it the left part? Is it the right part? Is it a combination? Love to explore the physiological side of stuff.
1: And and great question. And part part of uh, many people expect it to be isolated to one part of the brain. Just like, and it depends on what you're selling, but generally most people make their buying decision in the uh, the amygdala, but then they engage the remainder of the brain as you are asking the questions, okay? So it becomes a whole brain activity. Um, Ideally, by the time you finish, you want them in the frontal cortex so that they're they're actually uh, using the higher uh, decision-making processes, but to get them there, because... The research shows over and over and over again, no matter whose research you're looking at, Mm -hmm. um, I have four neuroscience grad students that I've worked with that we comb through the research. And then what I do, because I have the opportunity, because I work with both entrepreneurs and with corporate, I get the opportunity that I learn this content. We go through it tons and tons of it and then what we do it and it all is based on i want the research relevant to a conversation all right Mm -hmm. that's what's most important to me whether it be on the phone or whether it be through a teleconferencing technology like we've got right now Right, and i'm looking at what impacts it okay and then we test it in the corporate world with large sales teams. And why is that an advantage? The largest sales team I've worked with is 700. And what they do is that they track every single aspect of what they do when they, when you get large sales teams. And so we're able to track, let's change one sentence of what you're doing and let's see what happens, okay? and we can measure, they measure the numbers by the hour in some cases, mm-hmm. so that we can actually see immediately an uptake or down the downturn in their results. And that's the reason why this is so pivotal. And it's the reason why I like to share it with entrepreneurs because they don't have the ability to tap into this information yeah. that is happening in this, you know, it's it's one is the research and then the laboratory of the corporate world with their sales teams because they really want to know what's working. Yeah. And so to recognize that at the beginning of the conversation. The research shows over and over and over again that it's about engaging the brain emotionally first. Right. And I'm going to break it down to one phrase if you want to take notes on this one phrase in particular. We buy on emotion justified by logic. Now that's a phrase or people have been hinting about it, but we now have solid research. uh, neurological studies that demonstrate this over and over again. So what happens is, like for example, a a consumer group, uh, because I noticed we had someone involved in shoes, uh, that what they, um, this uh, consumer group called Mustada, what they did is they did a research uh, project and what they discovered is that the more emotionally engaged someone is, the more likely they are to buy and that they are four times more likely to buy if they are emotionally engaged, and they are two times more likely to promote or refer and introduce you to somebody else. So again, that's about the emotional engagement, all right? Right. There's another study that was done by Paul Zak and uh, team with DARPA uh, in the United States. And what they discovered was, and I thought this was really cool, because this is where you connect it to actually spending money that they were actually able to predict how much money someone would donate to a charity based on how emotionally they were how emotionally engaged they were based on their brain chemistry so there's a direct correlation between the emotional engagement and someone's willingness to spend money mm. all right and you may think oh well what i sell is a real logical thing <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> Um, I have worked with teams that sell, I know, let's see, environmental engineering or uh, um, uh, legal services or uh, uh, um, high-end scientific uh, um, research that they're selling to others. And they, I, I will often hear from them, oh, well, you know, logic is far more important, and they argue with me about the logic. And the reality is what I often say in those situations, I say, hmm, aren't you getting kind of emotionally engaged about the logic of this? Mm -hmm. And so there's still emotional engagement. What is it, how does this serve the individual? Because you really want to put your hat on of understanding things from their position, all right? I'm also about mindset in a big way. And I'm going to sort of switch a little bit to the mindset aspect because who, Go ahead, Adam, did you want to say something? No,
0: no, no, I was going to say, sure.
1: So, so the mindset aspect is also y- you emotionally, okay? Because you're in a dynamic where they're on emotional place, uh, and you are too. <laughs> so we've got an emotional soup in this dynamic between you. So it's important for you to be aware of your emotion because it can influence theirs so to me i refer to that as your client presence all right mm-hmm. because if you are having emotional um will call them charges if you heard dr demartini you'll understand what i mean by that and so you will have experiences that prevent you from being present to your client and what's going on for them emotionally and it might be something with regards to money or a concern about sales. Because sales, I, I, uh, my first career in life, I was a high school teacher. Yeah. And when I would go to social events and someone would ask what I do when I would meet them for the first time, they would sort of lean into the conversation. And then when they find out now that I'm in the world of sales, they sort of lean back, (laughs) all right? And so a lot of people have this misconception. I mean, what's the research? The research says 69% of uh, the population has a negative connotation of sales. And when you think about it, that means that even because what the world is made up of, I mean, the majority of people are in a sales position, all right? So that means even the people who are salespeople have a negative connotation of salespeople. Uh, They think of, the uh, the research shows this 69%, the instant image that they get is a used car salesperson. So here, I'm gonna give you a definition for sales that might be helpful to you. That sales is about helping people with their buying decision. Yeah. Okay, this matches the neuroscience. It's not about twisting arms to slam dunk a close. (laughs) Instead, it's about helping them with their buying decision. If you take on the uh, behaviors that match that, because I believe how we define things informs our behavior. So if you take on that definition and engage in those behaviors, here's what happens. You get more repeat business and you get more referral business and that I can say for 20 years, my business has been, been based on that and it has generated millions of dollars because of it.
0: Wow, so. pretty cool stuff, guys. Um, I was gonna, interestingly enough, because I find this subject quite fascinating actually and I concur about the whole kind of car salesman thing. I used to think that by the way, I don't know about you guys, but did you ever think that when when you when, when she said, oh, use car salesman? Because that was the thing that I came into my head, but also I, kind of the... Uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen The Wolf of Wall Street, but that kind of uh, that kind of came into my head as well when when think about, you know, conning people or, you know, like scamming people or whatever it might be. But for me, interestingly enough, um, sales is, 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 is about opportunity. That's how I see sales now. Do you know what I mean? Um, Jill Mullins put Arthur Daly. So there's a sitcom, Perry, called Only Fools and Horses. It's a British sitcom uh, with a guy called David Jason. And um, uh, it's back. I suppose it was in the '80s. It was extremely popular, and it was, (laughs) it was, it was a bit. I suppose in a way, it was just, um, you know, it was trying to sell every, you know, it was trying to sell sand to the Arabs, essentially, you know, (laughs) and and you know, just go around trying to hustle and say, oh, you know, this is going to do this, and this is going to do this. It's just kind of funny, actually. But anyway, that's just a whole new conversation. But anyway. How does the science apply to sales strategies in particular?
1: Ah, okay, so when you're looking at the sales strategies, and I'm going to say the activities that you actually engage in to get clients, okay, because you, you would have a, I, I call it a sales model. Uh, and what I often do is work with organizations or individuals to help clarify what theirs is. And here's what I've discovered in most cases. <laughs> most people are engaged in sales activities that together make up their sales strategy. And what they're doing quite often is engaging in behaviors or activities that don't allow someone to move further along in their buying decision. Mm -hmm. So that to me is the key factor. So let let me just give you an example. Sure. So if if somebody, let's say uses cold calling as part of their process, uh, as one of their sales activities, when you cold call someone, where they are in their buying decision in general, okay, is at zero point. Absolutely. So, so that means you have this far to take them in the sales conversation in order to help them get there. Whereas if they come from your website, they're at that 50% mark of their buying decision mm-hmm. complete, all right? Now, if you do additional things to your website, to help move them further along, you might get them as far as 75%. Right. And so part of it is ideally, and here's, here's where you really want someone. You want someone between 75 to 100% of their buying decision complete before you get on the phone or on Zoom or whatever right. technology you <laughs> use to communicate. And, or if it's face-to-face, but it depends on what part of the world you're in. And so, And if you are at the 75, you really want to work to as close as to 100% of that buying decision complete as possible. And um, I refer to that as a spectrum of buying. And to me, uh, my goal, when I have my conversations with my clients, um, they're usually at about 100%. You know, we're just working on the logistics and that's ideally where you want it to be. That's a very efficient sales process because otherwise you're engaged in so many things. So there's someone who um, I'm working with, I'll give you an example. And since most of us look, it looks like most of us are are entrepreneurs from what I'm seeing in the description of what you do. Um, So this particular entrepreneur, uh, she's the mother of four children and has a high value in spending time with her kids. All right but she's created a business with sales activities where if this is you know 100% at this end and this is 25% what's happening is she's got them in here so or she did and that meant that she had a long way to take them in that buying decision so what we did is we revamped her her sales strategy so that the activities she was engaging in brought them closer to the end of their uh, buying decision, so that her conversations were much shorter. She had set a goal for this year to, uh, that was a seventh-figure goal, and we really worked on making sure she engaged in those activities in December and in January. She just informed me, what day are we today, uh, two days ago on Wednesday, that she is three-quarters of the way to her goal in terms of the contract she has. Simply by changing the sales strategy that she's engaging with, by making sure she's moving people further along before she has that conversation with them. And that makes a huge difference. And the other part that's really great about it is that she's bought herself back some time because she's so much more efficient now that she has more time to be able to spend with her children at this point, which is a high value. She's an expert uh, in her field. And so things, things that we need to think about, because to me, when we're developing our sales strategy, we want to not only think about the generation of revenue, but we want to think about the effort that it takes for us to generate that revenue. Because the, there's one thing about what we offer but there's the other thing about how do we sell what we offer, and uh, we don't want to make that laborious uh, and more difficult. We want to make that as streamlined as, and effective as efficient as possible.
0: Very cool. Very good. Um, can I, uh, interestingly, I actually want to ask a question to the audience. And I want you to be truthful with me because this is a safe place. And, you know, this is about transparency and about helping you guys. Who here struggles with sales? Who here struggles to sell? I'd just be curious to know. If you do, fantastic. If you don't, then no worries. I'd just be interested in to know out of the audience if you if you really struggle to sell. All right, cool. We've got a couple of people here. Peter Ong from Malaysia, and- can I
1: piggyback on that?
0: Absolutely. Well,
1: can, I, can I ask an additional question to that? On a scale of one to 10, 10 being that you're outstanding at it and zero being you're yeah, not so great, <laughs> uh, what number would you give yourself?
0: That's a good question. Mm-hmm.
1: Great, okay, this gives me some context, which is awesome. Thank you uh, for sharing the numbers, that's great.
0: Four, five. Yes,
1: I'm very much uh, of a conversational tone, exactly. Uh, but the con and to me, it's about being present so that you are actually able um, to have them uh, share the things that are most important to you. Okay, yeah. uh, and- to them. Sorry, and um, excellent. I love it.
0: It's interesting it's how um, and I was just looking at the scores there. How low that they perceive themselves as, you know, and I mean, for me, like my belief is, you know, so when we put this summit on, for example, Perry, as you know, no one here has anything to sell. Like literally no one has anything to sell. We give our value. We give our time. If you want to connect with us and you want to do business, let's have a conversation to see if it's a good fit. That's how it works. Right. And it's just interesting to see those numbers. And, uh, you know, cause that, I think most of them didn't even get above a six right just looking at those numbers Mm -hmm. it's really interesting right
1: no nothing above a six
0: do you find that do you find that um do you find that quite common when the when when you having conversations or or sort of sharing this with entrepreneurs do you find that a very common pattern
1: yes i find that most uh most entrepreneurs are not good at sales and when i actually ask them to have a conversation with me and say all right let's let's because i do these uh um as part of my program you know sell me your product uh, and i will surprise them and i will turn around and sell them their product uh, and they're shocked <laughs> at how different it is uh, because one i i will actually i'll share an example i um i do this uh, also with the organizations that i sell their product to so uh before covid um Um, about six months before COVID, I uh, was with a group and it's a highly technical world. I mean, for me to be able to have the knowledge that their salespeople have, I would have to go to university. uh, Wow. (laughs) One degree. Okay. And that's how, how, you know, they were brainiacs, very, very smart. And um, so We had the sales team from all across the country and um, we were uh, in a retreat together and I was teaching them how to sell through the process, which is conversational, using the neuroscience of how people actually buy. And when we got to the part where I was doing the demo where I was selling their product, now remember, I don't understand their business, okay? There's no way in a million years I could and the the (laughs) boss knew that. <laughs> I and I said I I make sure I do in those kind of circumstances I make sure I let them know I do not have your knowledge and you are the expert at what you do I'm the expert at selling, and so here we are sales team all around we've got a mic for me and a mic for one of the sales team one of the, the top sales guy yeah and as we're having and I'm selling him their product and the team is listening and when we finish. We do a debrief uh-huh. and each person shares what they noticed or what was different for them or what was the major "aha." huh and what kept on coming up was one i asked so many questions two there was a lot of silence in the room <laughs> and that to them was surprising because quite often we want to fill silence yeah. but it's real important. This is a decision-making process. Yeah. And so therefore you want to give time and space for them to be able to think and to be able to process their thoughts out loud. Uh, and then the other thing that they, w- that was mentioned by the group is that, uh, let's see, that I asked one question at a time <laughs> Because they were saying, oh, I asked like two questions usually. And it's like, no, no, no. The brain can only take one question at a time, wait for the response, and then go to the next question. Um, uh, I'll give you another example if you'd like, uh, Adam, in, in terms of I sometimes give presentations to CEO groups. And afterwards, one of the, uh, well, actually several of them, but this one in particular, she asked to have a conversation with me afterwards. And so during our conversation, so she's seen me present and talk about these, these concepts. And, um, and during the conversation, as we're chatting, and we're, we're, you know, what, 25 minutes into the conversation, something sure. like that. And we had booked an hour to understand, you know, what's going on in her organization. And uh, she says to me, she says, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> and I, I said, is everything okay? I thought something was happening at, at her end. <laughs> and she said, no. She said, I just wanna say how much I'm loving this. And I said, oh, well, well, thank you. I'm glad you're enjoying this. And she said, I've been keeping track of the number of questions you've been asking me. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, have I been asking too many? And she said, no, I, she said, "I." I'm so appreciating this because I feel like you understand my business and you understand what's important for me. I said, great. And she said, do you want to know how many you've asked so far? I said, sure. And she said, 41. Wow. I I didn't realize that it was that many. And she said, yes. And this is, this is exactly what I want my team. I said, do you want me to stop? And she said, no, 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 no. Keep on going. (laughs) I'm, I'm really loving this. So to me, The other part is we typically don't ask enough questions. And uh, that to me, we go to solution before we understand the problem. Because everyone typically buys, it's very rare for somebody buy out of inspiration, okay? That's the frontal lobe. Most people will buy out of emotion, which is in the amygdala. And that requires for us to truly understand the problem, before we go to solution.
0: Okay. Yeah, very cool. Uh, listen, I'm a big fan of practical application, Perry, okay? And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and we're gonna take questions at the end, guys. So I just wanted to tell you that. So I was just taking a browse through some of the comments when we asked the question between one and 10, how do you feel your sales is? And there was one particular person that really jumped out on me. And I'd really like to be able to take them from a two to maybe a six, if it's possible. Maybe we could create a scenario. What do you reckon, Perry? Sure. All right, cool. So this person knows who they are because I'm staring right at them. Okay, so Peter, Peter, can you hear me? Can you wave? Perfect, I'm gonna now unmute you. Uh, You are now gonna be, uh, we're gonna, guys, this is really important because I want you to take notes about what's about to happen, okay? All right. Off you go, Peter. Yes. Hello, Hi Peter. Great Hello. to meet you. Sorry. And
1: so, remind me, I because I've seen the feed. What is it that you sell?
2: Uh, basically, I'm selling like online courses for the like whiteboard animation video. Okay. Yeah.
1: Great. Okay. Sorry, oh, Peter. I... Go ahead.
2: So with. Well, I do the Facebook advertising, then when the uh, customer comes, then when they say the price is quite high, then, okay, I, I just, sometimes I just didn't ask further, then they just left, so didn't become customer.
1: Okay, so, and you're selling it to who? Uh,
2: to anyone who like to use the tools to, uh, be, uh, to build their business.
1: Okay. okay, so are you are you selling it to like entrepreneurs? Are you selling it to speakers? Are you selling it to uh, consultants? We'll just to narrow um, it down, we know entrepreneurial. what we're working.
2: Entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs, yeah.
1: Okay, great. And it doesn't matter what industry that they're in, it can be any? Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. So I just needed to understand that context, Adam, just before we no uh, jump in. No it's further. always good. Yeah. Great. Right. So, Adam, did you have the next? I, I yes. just want to turn it to you to be able. So to.
0: okay. So because uh, I was writing notes down, that's why I went, I go silent. So for me, I'm also a student, guys. Right. Even though I like to ask questions, I like to make notes, and that's why I have my big black book. So I hope you have the same. So I think what I'd like to do, right, with you, Peter, right, is, and okay. and just kind of, and this is me. I get. And perception is reality at the end of the day, right? You get a, a first impression on someone in the first five seconds. And for me, what comes across is, and, and maybe Perry, you feel the same, is a lack of confidence. And so what I'd like to do is I'd like to create a scenario where Perry has maybe come across you and she's interested in uh, what you have to offer for her. What I'd like to do is I'd like you peter to be able to have a conversation with perry and to be able to uh explore the opportunity to be able to maybe even explore in in terms of being able to sell something to her so i'd like to be able to maybe have this conversation do you think you could do that for us yes very good great perry you up for this
1: I'm up for this, and can I give Peter a little bit of context that might help him in terms of what to do in in the process? Let's do
0: that, absolutely, 100%.
1: Okay, so Peter, I'd like to suggest that you think about it as three parts of the conversation. Okay, So the first part of the conversation, you're gonna ask me questions to understand the pain or the problems that I'm facing. Okay, And then the next part of the conversation, number two, is where once I've shared enough and you've got me emotionally engaged, then you switch to uh, telling me about the depth of your experience that relates to what I've shared, okay? And you do it in no more than four sentences because once you get past four sentences, you will lose that the person's mind does not focus and sales go down, okay? And then after that, then you help me with the remainder of the buying decision to find out where I am in that process,
2: okay?
0: Does that sound good? we clear with everything, Peter? Yes, sir. All right, so um, if, if, if you have any questions before we get started, you have any questions first? Uh, okay. Okay, so I leave it over to you then.
2: Okay, Perry, so do you, uh, Encounter there anything that you want to get more clients, to more attract your client to buy your product?
1: Um, yes, there's actually a particular product that we're just launching that I'd love to have more clients for.
2: So do you, do you use uh, any tool that uh, to, to get more clients, to attract your client to become your customer?
1: Uh, right now, we're using um, Facebook ads and the, uh, the Facebook ads are not getting us the kind of results that I would like. And notice now you've got the problem. So you want to spend some time there.
2: Yeah. So actually now I have a tool that uh, can solve your problem, which is uh, a whiteboard animation video. So you can create a video to attract your I'm, clients.
1: Can I, can I interrupt? I'm gonna stop you because you've gone to solution before you found out what my problem is. So spend more time on the problem before you start going there, okay? So to ask me some more questions.
2: So what is anything that uh, you, you want to get more client with beside the Facebook advertising that you can have get more your clients?
1: Okay, I'm, I, can I give you some more guidance, Peter? Is it okay? Can I give you some more guidance on that one? Would it be helpful? So when, when someone shares that they have a problem, you want to understand that problem in more detail, okay? So you don't want to switch topics to something else. You want to stay in that place because that will help you immensely. So in that dynamic, What can you ask to get me more emotionally engaged in the fact that they're not getting the results I would love?
2: So what do you think, why the Facebook advertising didn't get you the result to get more customer?
1: Yeah, it didn't get me the results I'm looking for.
2: So do you find any solution to get more better clients? Say that again? Uh, use any method, other method that uh, to get more clients beside the Facebook ah, advertising.
1: Okay, great. Um, and again, I would stay in the Facebook issue. Would you like me to demonstrate what I would do in, in your shoes if yeah. I was selling your product? Yeah. Okay. So are, are you okay, Adam, that we switched? Absolutely. hundred
0: percent. It's so good. Okay. But before we get started actually, guys, listen, this is like first-class coaching and mentoring. I hope you're taking notes because I'm scribbling like crazy, go.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, So Peter, you mentioned the Facebook ads are giving you challenges. Um, Do you know what specifically it is that's the problem?
2: Maybe it's the targeted audience issue
1: okay so it, it sounds like you're not sure is that right
2: yeah not, okay no
1: and and notice what i'm doing he's getting frustrated because i'm getting him to talk about what's the problem okay so uh and peter what what kind of results are you actually getting from your facebook ads right now
2: uh, currently i spend a lot uh maybe a few hundred of, uh, dollar, but only get one or two inquiry.
1: Okay, so you got one or two inquiries for that much money, and and what were you hoping for?
2: Uh, hoping for get more targeted audience that uh, to want to my buy, buy my products.
1: Okay, and um, did you have a certain? Um, was there a number that you were aiming for?
2: Oh, at least uh 20 uh, inquiry uh, per, per $100 I spent. Okay,
1: okay. So how far off are we from the results that you wanted then?
2: Currently it's only two or three inquiry. then uh, some right. they ask, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you're only getting what Ten percent of what you were hoping for—is that right? Yes,
2: correct.
1: Okay, and when—and I'm assuming you're not the one doing the ads right now—is that correct? Someone else is doing them for you.
2: Uh, I do it myself.
1: Ah, okay, great, and so uh, and good for you that you're that you've taken that on. Uh, question: When when you are doing the ads? Um, and, and notice what I'm doing now is I'm transitioning to help him recognize that he doesn't have the knowledge to be able to do it, okay. So um, so Peter, what, what's your strategy that you're using currently for your Facebook ads?
2: Uh, conversion and traffic.
1: Okay, and, and are you using um, like, for example, uh, other strategies in the next level down or?
2: Uh, no. Currently Sorry? only use uh, currently only, only use, uh, conversion and traffic to, to get more. Time. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. So um in it, would it be helpful if I share an example of what I've been able to do with some of our clients per se, dynamically? Yeah. Okay. So part of what we've done is we've developed a strategy. I'm just gonna, you know, whatever the, the Facebook, the Peter Facebook strategy process. <laughs> and when we, when we uh, use it, um, what we've been able to do, because we work and drill down not only to the influencer, but we're looking at a lookalike audience and we're also uh, demonstrating that uh, I'm just pulling it out of the hat, whatever it is in, in, inside. Um, our last client, uh, came in with results that were at 15% of what they wanted. Within a matter of a couple of weeks, we were at double what they wanted as their target. Um, And (laughs) he said, I'm going to be introducing you to all my friends as a result. (laughs) Um, For you, those strategies that I mentioned, are there things that you've ever tried before? Uh, no hmm okay now is it something that you're wanting to look at working with someone else at this particular time
2: yes I think so
1: okay I uh, and for at the moment what what is what are you using as your you know decision- making criteria
2: uh, they they were Buy my course, and then they they will start to implement it.
1: Okay, so you would want you would want to buy my course to work with someone on their Facebook, so that they can work on your Facebook ads. I'm a little confused at my end.
2: Uh, because
0: okay.
1: I knew what I know. You're the client. <laughs> we switch. Anyway, you get, you get the idea. And you know what I would do, Peter, probably in your world, which I think would be so important, is to actually get the person to open up their Facebook so that you could see what they're doing. And then you know what questions to be asking them uh, so that you can help. Because people buy out of a void that they feel like they're missing something. Mm. And when you see what they're doing with their Facebook ads, then you'll be able to, to have that conversation. Like I was just pulling ideas out of a hat. It would be great if you could have specifics to be able to say that this is part of the uh, the, the Peter, you know, Facebook ad strategy or whatever. And I find that it's really helpful to have a process that you define uh, really carefully inside your sales process. but. I mean we didn't have a lot of time for a demo in in terms of dynamic but you get the concept that you know the first part of the conversation you're asking those questions stay in the problem as much as possible don't switch to another topic until you complete the one and the one is usually all they really need okay to make the decision sometimes we think we need to talk a lot for somebody to make the decision we don't. And that's the reason why the questions help reduce it so that it's a, a, um, a tighter um, decision-making. And also the, the uh, how can I say, the larger uh, the business often I find the quicker the decision-making. Uh, so uh, that's an interesting factor
0: too. Very interesting uh, factor.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah depending right. on who you're speaking in, in the organization, but as a general rule, because if if the person is the decision-maker, it will happen quickly. If they are an influencer, it'll take longer. Yes. So and that's the reason why you want to be speaking to the decision-maker per se. All
0: Very right. cool. So Peter, I've got a question for you. Um, how's your confidence yes. levels? Is Has it, is it gone from a two to, to how, how, where's it gone from a two to what? Has it increased?
2: <laughs> Yes, yes,
1: regularly. Great. We we need to get to just practicing some more. And that's the thing I also recommend, uh, Peter, that you do a lot of practice Uh, because too often we're practicing on clients and that's not a good thing. Um, I will, in in our company, I will often, uh, like for on the corporate side, it'll be high stakes meetings. We will have meetings where they buy large training programs and when we have those kinds of uh, conversations, we're practicing. We, we um, do a lot of thought processes and, and uh, analysis before we actually have the meeting. And then we do a debrief afterwards. You know, what is it that we did well? What did we do that we could improve upon? Mm-hmm. And what are we gonna do differently next time so that we can strategize and continually work on improving? I do self-reflection after every single conversation with a client because it's not about all of a sudden you've got the skills and it's done. It's like anything, like an athlete, what do they do? They train so that they're ready for the event. I'm continuing to ask questions, practice, know what I'm going to say so that it flows off the tip of my tongue mm-hmm. in the moment. So it's like when, a, when you watch a soccer player, they're not thinking about kicking the ball they're getting in there and acting right away and that's what the practice is about will allow you to actually be present in the conversation and not thinking about it uh, because you want this to be such that you're that it's a natural casual conversation uh, not something that's formalized and it doesn't matter what level of sales you're in you still want that aspect to it Okay. Love it. Um, Love no it. matter what the
0: circumstances. Very cool. Very cool. Listen, I want to, uh, Oh, by the way, Theta, I hope you got some value from that. I hope that was good. And, uh, you got some, uh, you, you yes, definitely. It's me, Yeah. very good. Very good. Great. Listen, guys, I want to ask you a quick question. Is this good stuff? I want to know if this is good stuff. Give me a yeah, 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 yeah. Or if it's an A, then you can put an A as well. Um, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I hope that you're getting some good notes from this because this is, this is like, I told you this will be world-class, right? So listen, I've got we've got a few more minutes. That's it. And then, uh, and then we move into Marshall Goldsmith. But listen, I want to offer uh, any questions. If you guys have any questions for Perry before she goes, because I know she's uh, very, very busy. Uh, if you have any questions around sales uh, the the science behind sales and stuff like that put either in the comment section uh, the icon the thumb up icon uh, or wave like a madman or mad woman or whatever it is that you want to try and do to get to my attention and we'll ask Perry in the t- in the time that we have so let me uh, just quickly bring up here bah, bah, bah. Oh, you're welcome peter that was that was a great session um, and it's interesting uh, Perry that you mentioned about the whole kind of um, you know, and, 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 Peter was a great guinea pig. I'm going to call him a guinea pig. Cause it was, it was a great example of someone that basically jumps in with their solution too quickly. And then, you yeah, know, and then, and then, do you know what I mean? And, and then, then you think to yourself, you start like when the customer or the client turns around and says, um, um, I don't know, I, I, you know, say for example, it was Peter selling to you or whatever it is, they turn around, they start thinking to themselves, oh, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And then you go through this emotional blackmail, right? Do you know what I mean, Perry? But actually, Mm -hmm. you know what? All it is, is about exploring the possibility to answer more questions, to build up trust and understanding. Is that right? Mm -hmm.
1: I'm with you 100%.
0: All right. Good. Lisa, 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 uh, Lisa uh, that's good. I, I feel great about myself. I really appreciate that. Um, okay. What's this? Okay. Active listening is important. Absolutely. Joe uh, active listening is important. And I noticed, uh, did you, did you notice between the conversation between Peter and Perry that there was a lot of great uh, listening and pause, not sort of jumping in and interrupting pausing, And I think that's important. What do you think? How important is uh, sort of breathing and and sort of letting the dust settle before you jump into the next question, Perry? Uh,
1: It's like you're having a conversation with a friend. The same thing. You you're not talking over one another. You're waiting for the person to finish before you jump in. And I'm also waiting for him to process his thinking so that then we can move to the next thing. Mm. It's not about uh, an interrogation. You know? <laughs> we're not interrogating. <laughs> what we're doing is being present to their decision-making and yeah. that's a different kind of conversation.
0: Absolutely. Uh, okay, so Matthew asks, how do you go about understanding your ideal client or customers? Do you put time aside to get to know them before approaching them <coughs> with a sales pitch because would they appreciate that they that you put time aside to understand their pain and problem?
1: Okay, um, I think I hear multiple Close aspects in the question, and so <laughs> yeah, in, in one. So we'll we'll, we'll try and uh, hit each one. Um, uh, how do I go about understanding my ideal client, cus- or customer? Uh, one of the things, I do a fair amount of research before, depending on the circumstances. Sure. okay? Uh, there is the tool that we have used, uh, actually it was introduced to me by one of these, uh, one of the chairs of one of these CEO organizations that I speak for sometimes. And uh, I walked into the room and I had not met this person before. And he said to me, he says, Perry, I know I already like you and we're gonna have a great day. And I went, how do you know that i that you'd like me already <laughs> he said crystal nose told me and I said what do you mean what's crystal nose and he showed me on his computer that he had this profile of me up and what it is is it searches through all the algorithms within social media okay. to find out what your who you are you just you're used as a disc profile And it lets you know about who that person is and how to best communicate with them. And then he, I said, oh, wow. And he said this, and he says, is this you? And I said, yeah, that's me. And so it tells you how to communicate whether to go abstract or concrete or what their highest values are, you know, that kind of thing so that you know how to manage the conversation. And then he pulled up on the screen. He says, shh, don't tell my wife. But what you can do with the technology is you can put two people side by side and find out how well they get along and you get a score and he said you and I get a higher score than my wife and I but shh don't tell her (laughs) and so exactly and so uh, so to me the technology is kind of cool that really uh, can help in that regard okay so then uh, do you put time aside to get to know them before approaching them with a sales pitch. Okay, so first off, you're gonna think I'm, I'm a, a bit of an anomaly. I don't believe in a sales pitch. And I've even been part of the, um, the uh, faculty for the Dragon's Den Business School, all right? And that, which is all about pitching, but I don't believe that pitching is the way to go because the pitching assumes that they haven't already made a large portion of their buying decision, okay? So instead for me, I spend the conversation getting to know them and what are their biggest problems. When somebody understands their biggest problems and you help them with that, all of a sudden you are a great friend and ally of that individual. Okay, I, then next, um, uh, yeah, people do appreciate that you take the time to understand their problem. I remember, a few years back uh, with one of our uh, large corporations that we work with and then going into a new division and they were uh, interviewing somebody else. And the somebody else came in and said, well, in order for us to start a project, we need this much money down, then we'll start to research and get to know your people. We came in and said, Let's talk about you, what's going on and what's the issue that you're having and what kind of outcomes would you like?
0: Mm.
1: And as we had that conversation, it, I mean, they, they talk about it publicly at conferences, et cetera that that was the differentiator was that we wanted to understand them yeah. before we asked for money. Yeah. <laughs> and it has led to a wonderful uh, deep relationship Uh, that I'm truly grateful for and has led to a lot of revenue from that uh, uh, conversation. So I hope that's helpful.
0: Awesome. Um, I was going to say, guys, we are running out of time because we have the next session going to be starting very, very shortly. But listen, we could talk all evening, right? We could talk all evening and sales is such a big, uh, humongous topic to talk about. Right, Perry? Wouldn't you agree? mm
1: -hmm. Yes, it is. <laughs> so,
0: first of all, I just want to say, uh, and this is our first collaboration in working together, and and it's great that we and 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 you know we, we and I feel that we've got some great uh, some great energy uh, here, and I think it's uh, great to see, and, and it's just it's just great, and I hope that you guys are getting some great value from it. So, I just want to say a big thank you to uh, you, Perry, for being on on today's Game Changer Summit. Really appreciate your time today. And what I'm gonna do with you guys is I'm gonna unmute all of you so that you can give Perry a big round of applause. Ready? In three, two, one. Big round of applause, please, Perry Shaw. Woo! Very nice, thank you. thank you. Perry. Thank, you. Right. thank you. Good job, guys. Listen, make sure that you connect with Perry on social media as well. I'm sure that she'll be happy to connect with you. And uh, we're going to be finishing this session now. Marshall Goldsmith is on in four minutes, guys. Make sure that you don't forget that. So we'll see you in four minutes. Make sure you check your emails for the right link and we'll see you in four minutes. Take care, Perry. Bye, everyone.
1: Great to meet you. Bye. Bye.
0: See you soon.